0: The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at countryroadstireonline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year. Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: It is Thursday the 8th, and you're tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads, Tyron Auto. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan winter Alongside me is Marsha Cavalli. Good morning, Marsha.
2: Good morning. The The sun hurt my eyes this morning. I know. The, it's talking about that so red rubber ball. Outside. You may not remember that song. Maybe you played it in, in another iteration. Uh, no. The morning sh- sun is shining like a red rubber ball with all the mm. wildfire haze yeah the sun was just this bright red orb. the moon was
1: even like I woke up in the middle of the night last night looked out the window and the moon was blood red I was like oh that's kind of creepy but and
2: yesterday it smelled like a campfire mm-hmm. pleasant today yeah. it smells like creosote
1: Oh. Yeah, that so
2: if you've got lung ailments or lungs yeah. that you like to protect, don't go outside yeah. for a long time.
1: Say today and tomorrow are supposed to be the worst of the uh, smoke days, the haze days, if you will. So be careful out there. And like I said, during the sports show, it gives you a great excuse to not go uh, work out or, you know, maybe mow the lawn. <laughs> you work know, out got, inside, though. Yeah, you got, got a great excuse. Can't <laughs> mow the lawn from inside, though. That's for sure. But that's we do true. have our first guest in here, Marcia. That's
2: right. Happy to have them both in with us. From the City of Martinsburg, Mayor Kevin Knowles and City Administrator Mark Baldwin. Welcome in
3: morning good morning and, and before i forget it's been a while since i've been on but congrats to both of you on your recent awards oh well That's thank awesome.
1: you yeah. appreciate that and, yeah. yes yes that was uh, an exciting wvbas yet again for yes. another year in a row so yeah, it was nice. It was nice. And it looked like a good party, too. I was unfortunate to miss it, <laughs> but uh, it looked like a pretty good it's a party. There's a lot of dancing. Yeah, tons there's of dancing.
4: There's quite, f- quite a few times you guys have won that award, haven't it? Mm-hmm.
1: There's a few. Yeah, there's a couple of these awards scattered around It does around not here. get old. Yeah, it doesn't get oh, old. I, oh, no, not at all. <laughs> well,
4: you guys do a great job. You keep the community up to date on things and just uh, great stuff going on here.
1: Well, Thank we you. appreciate that. And you all are doing some great stuff around the city of Martinsburg. But first things first, I want to know about City Hall. Because You guys have been working on it for forever. I mean, I see it every day. I saw the, the door open the other yep.
2: day and I'm like trying to peek in.
1: Sidewalk's been shut down forever. People have been, you know, all over the place trying to walk around. But it's <laughs> uh, just you
2: because you bike and you're well put out.
1: Now, I did want to know because it looked like from just outside looking in, right, from a parking lot over, looked like one room on the second floor in particular looked like a wall might have gotten knocked down and a room might have gotten expanded. Now is that Mark's office? Is that your office? That got bigger? I mean, how's that working out? Was that in the blueprint
4: somewhere?
2: That was a long laugh. I I think you've hit on something.
3: Actually we're pleased the report that that project's pretty much on schedule. Because oh, you know, it's internal. It's a renovation project. Um, they're still you know, May, June of the next year are being complete and yeah, you know, if you walk in every 2 3 weeks and we have progress meetings and you can see the you know, the studs of the, you know the frame's mm-hmm. gone up now they're drywalling and you can see the office space you know just coming to fruition so right now we're pleased it's on schedule
4: yeah, and, then, you know, you say that that sidewalk's closed forever. Well, you know, it, be it, closed. Like so next it could be closed for, for two weeks and everybody takes this forever. That's but, true. But for the progress that we're seeing down there, it's just a, it's huge. And anytime that you ever want to take a, mm-hmm. a walk through, just give me a call. We'll walk through and sure. Let's do a with a Jordan. To it, Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I saw the, the blueprint, not the blueprint, but the uh, rendering that you guys had on your website and stuff, and it looks like it's going to be a pretty nice little welcome to Martinsburg.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, it's you know, we needed it to expand. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's just put the facts out there that you know we were just all cramped in there on the second floor, and now we're going to be able to spread out a little bit and have uh, an opportunity to expand down the road as the city grows. Mm-hmm. So,
2: um, as I'm doing my news prep for the day, I'm getting a lot of emails about um, the opioid settlement. I'm getting emails about federal funding coming down. Uh, So let me ask, first of all, about opioid uh, settlement money. I know that in the past we've been told that um, there had to be a a structure set up and municipalities and uh, counties couldn't really distribute any of that money until that was set up. Is that still where we are?
4: Well, you're right. There was a structure that was set up that was a a national-type program to be able to identify what kind of monies would be distributed throughout the state of West Virginia and, and elsewhere. Uh, they had broken it down between cities and municipalities, and and the, during that formula, the city the city of Martinsburg and and uh, uh, Berkeley County uh, had their numbers to come in, and and then we went into some a little bit of arbitration to to try to um, uh, come to an agreement because they wanted to change that. Uh, the who co- who the, wanted to the change the county? It? Wanted to change the so they uh,
2: wanted more of it. Yeah, they, want,
4: they, they thought that they should get more of that, and mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we felt that, uh, you know, we made some great offers moving forward to work collaboratively with them to be able to come to a, a solution for everybody, and right now it's uh, sitting with the, the, with the judge to make a decision.
2: So, do we know how much money? Because I get uh, press releases from the attorney general's office a good bit, and there are different pots of money from different settlements with different uh, organizations. Um, so, do we know how much money we're talking about for the state, for the county, and the municipalities?
3: I, I don't know that exact number, it may or may or may not. But it, like you said, every day there's a new settlement that comes yeah. out that changes that formula. I do think maybe in the last. Couple of weeks to a month, maybe the Kroger, whichever one it may have been. The final settlement may have adjusted those numbers. I'm not sure the exact breakdown as I as mm-hmm. I
4: speak. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't adjust the formula, yeah. it adjusts the payout. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: have I'm sure you guys have had conversations as a city and as a council about how how those funds could be allocated once they're freed up and all of that is settled. But what what are some of the big ticket items or uh, projects uh, services that you might be able to use that money for
4: well i think the the, the city has a, a lot of uh, input on what they would like to do with the uh, with the money if and when the money does come in and you know we've been wanting for a long time a, a public intoxication facility which used to be uh run by um eastridge years ago where that had shut down over the last i want to say the last 15 years and and this will be an opportunity for uh, the the local law enforcement to be able to drop individuals off that have public drunkenness or, or, or maybe a little bit mm-hmm. inebriated to to work on that to be able to have that services ready and waiting for them and they'd be able to spend the night there to be able to get those and get those services in place. So that's a huge high-ticket uh, high item here locally that we need uh, People tend to forget that the alcohol is the number one addiction here in the state of West Virginia, and it's very rampant here locally, just like any place else in West Virginia. So, you know, we want to be able to address that population and be able to help them find the services they need. We've seen a lot of great success with a a social worker that we've used with the, right. with, the with the police department uh, through a Martinsburg initiative. So, we want to continue to to increase. Uh, our collaboration with Martinsburg initiative and, and also take a look at possibly hiring a couple more of those social workers. I mean, the numbers that, that they were showing me through the last year, were just phenomenal for one person and one person can't cover a 24 hour period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that goes on well beyond substance abuse. That goes up beyond that has, helps with, the, um, with children with foster care, helps children, helps the mental health community, uh, we're missing a lot of, uh, on the mental health side of things with our homeless population, everything that we see out there.
1: Again, we're speaking with City Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles and City Administrator Mark Baldwin. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was maybe a week and a half ago, we had uh, Matt Mullinex on from the Hagerstown Eastern Panhandle uh, Metropolitan Organization, I believe. Planning planning. planning yes, Planning uh, Organization. organization. Yeah, and they were talking about the Martinsburg Gateway Master Plan Community you know event and there was a a, an open house you people could come and talk about uh now this is kind of coming out of left field to you guys but has there been any movement with that i mean uh what is that plan i guess if you want to kind of broadly plan it out
3: mayor and council authorized um in this current budget year of just doing a a master plan for all of our gateways as a as a planning exercise and and we're using our consulting engineer cec to do that process for us and and the first step was they they met with mayor and myself and mm-hmm. our department heads as, as an internal discussion on all those gateways and it's you know the kitchen sink what do you yeah. want to see in the gateway yeah and all ideas are open and the next phase was the the public process um, June 1st we opened it up to the public nice turnout um, surveys there's over 300 some surveys online you can do nice. probably still um, that's the next step and then there's individual interviews being scheduled with council members particularly and and then we'll get into our core group of our steering committee which Matt's a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a planning process, so we'll, yeah. we'll hopefully come up with what do we want to see those gateways be, you know, through a very lengthy process and mayor and council finalizing a plan, and then it's it's having that plan ready for earmarks and, 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 yeah. and projects, because you, know, you have five different gateways, you're going to have five different costs, um, do we go for the whole... X, Y, Z dollars, we break it down priorities as we can, and we start redeveloping those gateways.
1: Yeah,
4: Yeah, and CEC was very excited because uh, the 300 responses they got was the most they've gotten out of any type of uh, study that they've done uh, up to this date, and they were very excited about that.
2: Our guests this morning from the city of Martinsburg, we have uh, mayor Kevin Knowles and city administrator, Mark Baldwin. Um, so one of our guests later today is going to be, uh, Martinsburg police chief, George Swartwood. Uh, he is on his, I guess we could call it the retirement tour. Yeah, his retirement tour uh, yeah. He's going to be recognized at the city council meeting. What's the process in replacing a long serving member of a police department like that, particularly a
4: chief? Well, um, you know, um, City Administrator has that ability to hire and fire the uh, department heads, including the the fire uh, the the chiefs. Mm-hmm. and and we've they've put together a great process put together for not only mark and his team and and myself to be able to uh, do interview and do the interview process. So there was uh, something sent out to the outside and and inside. So we had quite a few candidates come up and 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 we've interviewed and the process is still going on. And Mark could probably tell you a little bit more about how that will continue moving forward.
3: Yeah, I mean, today's, you know, today's the Chief's Day. Yeah. Um, tonight's the Chief's Night. And and first of all, kudos to, you know, George Swartwood as a, as a community member, a longtime member of the police department. He can't, you know, he loves his community, and mm-hmm. George has done wonder for, for his community and the police department. Uh, he'll be recognized tonight. But the mayor's correct. That's our process. Um, yeah, we put a team together with myself and the assistant city manager, HR director, the mayor, and, in our city attorney and we sent out the applications we get those in and and as the mayor said we're still sifting through those and you know, hopefully very soon we can we can make an announcement and have a transition
2: in the interim who's in charge and, and what is the timeline for the actual replacement
3: uh in the interim it would be our deputy chief um until such time as the yeah. as, as chief selected and you know we, we everybody asks about that timeline it's like as soon as we can <laughs> like, yeah. well, i gotta ask the yeah. question well, yeah, no, I mean we're, we're working as quick as we can to get right. the right applicant mm-hmm. and get the process and do it right and, and do it right. Yeah. So well, and it's
1: important too, uh, I'm sure from your guys' position to have a chief that, you know, is open, that has good uh, communication lines sure. and can talk, you know, through different situations that pop up. So uh, definitely some big shoes to fill with chief Swartwood. Literally uh, and again, literally <laughs> and physically. Yeah. It's, but, it's
3: been a really good process because we've been able to, and the mayor can attest, we don't need to get into details of interviews, but, you know, the process we've chosen, we've been able to sit down with applicants for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours and really have good discussions because that becomes informal. Mm -hmm. It's not just the canned questions. It's a good discussion, background experiences, thoughts, vision, what would you do? Um, And we've done second round interviews just to make sure, you know, we're picking people's brains and it's been a good process.
4: Yeah. And we've, we've gotten a lot of great candidates, uh, both internally and externally. So, I mean, I, I can't speak more highly enough about how much interest people have, uh, put into being the, the police chief here in Martinsburg
1: and speaking with city of Martinsburg mayor, Kevin Knowles, city administrator, Mark Baldwin, just got uh, a few minutes until we have to get to our first break of the hour, but uh, I'm going to give you guys enough time. If this is enough time to broadly talk about all the different projects that are going on in uh, downtown Martinsburg, of course, frog hollow spur. That's uh, the opening to that is seems to be right around the corner. Got all kinds of things happening. So what's it like yeah. downtown?
3: Yeah. Frog hollow. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that quickly. I mean, I'll give, Kudos to Andy Blake, our assistant city manager. He kind of took that on with CSX, awesome. Got that spur line <laughs> and, and and yeah, by by the end of June, real close, we'll be able to maybe hopefully have that open to the public. We have some things we got to clean up for liability safety purposes, right. but it's paved and the fencing's up and the pond's completed. The stormwater structures in the, the opening of Burke Street probably by the end of this week, and we get that cleaned up and. So we're we're real close to having a you know it's a, it's, a, it's a mile one way and a mile back a yeah. two mile stretch of, of Frog Hollow and continue to maybe expand on that.
4: Yeah, and we're excited to be able to look down the road and expand onto that going further. So that's a huge opportunity not only for the city to be able to bring people into town but eventually we'd love to see that connected to Route 9 so that you know working with the county to be able to have that Space from here to to Charlestown. Oh
1: yeah, that'd what, be huge.
3: What's interesting? Yesterday at eleven o'clock or so, Andy and I just walked because the final paving was the other day. How much shade there was. Oh, oh that good. good. I mean, actually, there was. You know, it was kind of pretty cool. You know, it was like it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, that was at eleven. Now I didn't walk in three yet, but, <laughs> yeah. but there's a tree line through there. That's so nice. From
1: what I've heard, from what I've heard, it seems like certain parts of that trail, you don't even realize you're in Martinsburg. No, thank I mean, I mean, you got trees everywhere. You know, it's nice. Yeah. You got the, the creek running by. But again, speaking with City Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles and City Administrator Mark Baldwin. Thank you all for stopping in and chatting with us a little bit this morning. Thanks
4: for having us. Yep. Absolutely, good to be here. absolutely. Keep up the good work.
1: Thank you. Appreciate y'all as well. Y'all as well. We'll be back after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's
0: Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marcia Kavalik. Hey! Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country
1: Roads Tyron Auto. I'm Jordan Warner, Alongside me is Marcia Kavalik. If you missed any of the shows so far, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network, Facebook, and Spotify page. Get things started. We had City of Martinsburg Mayor. Kevin Knowles and City Administrator Mark Baldwin, and we got a jam-packed show today. Marsha, who's our next guest joining us in studio,
2: 97th District Delegate John Hardy of Berkeley County to talk about why he's not running for re-election. Welcome in.
5: Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate Absolutely. it. All
2: right, so hit us with it.
5: So yeah, I'm here to talk about my uh, intentions for 2024. I will be running for the uh, Republican nomination to the Berkeley County uh, Council at this time, t- changing to the county back to the county commission. Uh, for the Tus- Tuscarora District. so
2: That is cer- uh, currently held by Jim Barnhart.
5: That is certainly uh, held uh, for the past 12 years by Commissioner Barnhart, who is not running again, and I will be running, uh, trying to seek the Republican nomination for that seat. So, so, go ahead. So what does that mean? So that means that uh, I will be serving out my term in the legislature till the end of 2024. Um, that will be six years that I've served in the legislature. If you go back and listen to my early interviews, I, I talked that I wanted to spend about six years in the House. And uh, I feel like I've worked very well in the house. I've accomplished a lot of stuff. I've I've made some very unique contacts to uh, state agencies uh, and worked with a lot of people all over the state. And um, I'm really ready to come back and be hyper-focused on Berkeley County. I think Berkeley County uh, sits in a very unique position as being the fastest-growing county in the state. I think in the next six to ten years, there's going to be some very exciting times in Berkeley County. There's going to be some major issues that are gonna have to be dealt with through infrastructure and growth and, and those types of Except problems. 12. Yeah. And those types of problems that come with what you know what's happening. And I feel like that uh, I've set in a great position to be able to help and and work through those processes.
2: So our guest this morning is uh, 97th district delegate John Hardy. Um, when you think about those past six years, and it's interesting that you say, Look, I set out to do six years here, you know, I'm I'm changing up as I said I would. What are some of the biggest accomplishments?
5: Yeah, so I think the biggest accomplishment that I have um, been able to try to uh, get through the legislature myself was the excess tax reform bill, which is going to bring millions of dollars back to Berkeley County and uh, and, and the growth counties. Jefferson County will see a, a considerable amount of money back from that Morgan too. So the counties that are growing are going to be able to retain that money. Also, just working in the finance department or, or the finance uh, committee, being the vice chair of finance, uh, working together on, you know, billion-dollar budgets. Um, tax cuts, we've had across the board tax cuts, just so many things, right size government, making agencies work within, um, you know, the budgets that we provide them. So just a really good fiscally conservative uh, legislature, and I'm hoping to bring some of those skills back to Berkeley County and the uh, commission.
1: Now, I wanted to ask you this too because this is still pretty brand new in the state of West Virginia and it seems like it's hitting the panhandle the hardest. It's the uh, high school one time transfer sports rule. So, you got West Virginia Mountaineer sweatshirt. I'm assuming you're a sports fan that you got uh, some knowledge about this. So, I just mainly want your opinion on how it's kind of how things have started. I mean, the gates are open and now the Wild West has started and people don't quite know what's happening. There's people talking about this and that and the third. So, with it now still being new, but Happening. I mean, how do you feel about the whole process?
5: Yeah, I supported that legislation one hundred percent. My 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 view is not let them play. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not really, you know, my think the uh, the sports part of high school was secondary. It's never really been my biggest role that I, you know, in 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 the education system. Um, so I think if kids want to play, if they want to transfer to another school, let them play. I think the the spirit of the bill was really more for the homeschooler kids and also for the kids that were moving maybe because it was no circumstance of their own and they were being punished and not being able to play and have to set out a year you know the coaches can move around and they don't have to set out a year so it's always been my uh, thought process to just let the kids play.
2: Our guest this morning uh, Delegate John Hardy he's uh, announced that he will not be seeking re-election and said he'll be going for a Berkeley County Council slash Commission seat um, the one that is held currently by uh, Jim Barnhart so um, there's sprung up a lot of infighting among the Republican Party, it seems, in state leadership. Um, one of the controversies that you were uh, kind of embroiled in was whenever the the legislature was tackling uh, abortion and uh, access in the state and uh, some of the much more conservative wing Called you out, criticized you uh, for uh, being more moderate and and a compromise that you had come up with about some exceptions.
5: Yeah, I'm very I'm very open to talk to that. So, and that's one of the reasons that I you know I think my strong suit is you know I've been a business owner for almost 30 years, managed a, a you know a lot of multi million dollar projects and and people and and funds for a long time. And I think my strong suit is working in the legislature, that I'm very good at managing people, projects, and and finances. And I think that's why the um, county commission is a good role for me. The social issues sometimes are are very hard to deal with. And I will tell you, as I've told many people, the legislation that I introduced – is a legislation that is agreed upon on by about seventy three percent of pro life West Virginians to believe that there is for a an exception for rape and incest, and that was my amendment. I put a small amend, I put an amendment in that gave um, you know women who were impregnated by no fault of their own, who who was through uh, you know a a rape or an, a, an incestuous relationship, someone who is being taken advantage of, someone who should be looking out for them and watching out for them, or someone who was a, a victim of a brutal Uh, sexual assault to be able to have some type of option. I believe that most West Virginians, uh, pro-life West Virginians agree with that legislation. um, And I'll tell you that I'll stand behind that uh, till my dying day.
2: So obviously you've already, uh, that you're going to not run for re-election um the the election is next year it seems like a lot closer than that right now but um does that make you a bit of a lame duck are you going to be able to accomplish anything this next general legislative session
5: no i don't think i don't think it affects me at all like us when i go back to charleston i will be the vice chair of finance uh, as long as the speaker will have me in that role and i will be able to make the decisions that i've always made in the past i will handle most of those um Committee hearings uh, the, for the budget hearings, and I will meet with everyone that I've met with in the past. Uh, I spoke with the majority leader last night. I spoke with the Senate president a couple of days before that, uh, in contact with the speaker. I mean, I'm, I'm always, I'm still in the loop. I will tell everyone that I represent in the 97th when I go to Charleston uh, for my last legislative session, I will work as hard as I did for my first legisl- legislative session. I'm very excited to, to get down there and get back to work. And uh, I'm going to represent uh, the 97th till the end of 2024. And we'll be working on my uh, campaign to become the next county commissioner for uh, Berkeley County in the Tuscarora District.
1: And yeah, we're speaking with 97th District Delegate John Hardy. Unfortunately, we got a jam-packed show today, so we have to get into to our bottom-of-the-hour break. But let people know where they can go to get in touch with you, especially maybe find out about the campaign and different things like that.
5: Yeah, so right now I have not got all my stuff up and running for my county commission stuff. But uh, you can still always go to my, my delegate page and... As, as uh, everyone knows, I'm very approachable. You can always call me. But I'll be putting some content up and getting some type of uh, social media media together to kind of show what my platform is and uh, my stances and what I want to work for, work towards in Berkeley County.
1: Absolutely. Well, sir, thank you. thank you for taking a little time to chat with us this morning. Well,
5: thank you guys for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And stick around for more after this on WPM and
0: WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kovalec.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik And Marsha, we have yet another guest joining us in studio.
2: I like to say friend of the program. Yeah, I Miss think West so. Virginia. Elizabeth Lynch. Hi. How are you this morning? We're
6: Good. great.
1: Well, how are you? I mean, my goodness, oh. your longest year probably ever is coming to an end. So how are things?
6: I'm tired. I'm very <laughs> tired. But it has been, I mean, I don't think the word incredible describes how this year has been. Um, So far, at the end of my reign, I'll have 39,500 miles traveled, Ooh. 20 states and 32 counties in West Virginia. Man, wow, that's pretty, so pretty impressive. It's been, like I said, incredible.
1: So, I mean, so, keep it up with uh, you know, your stuff on social media, on Facebook and different things like that. And you certainly have been all over the place. So if you can, pick one or two of those moments that really stand out oh, to you. Lord. Maybe it was a long trip out west somewhere or uh, somewhere that you spoke out. What are some of the highlights, you think, from this past year?
6: Um, one of the big highlights, I think, is my trip to Missouri. That kind of came out of nowhere. I posted a video of my introduction at Miss America on TikTok, believe it or not. And one of the students from the, uh, what was it? it was one of the high schools that I went to in Missouri. One of their students reached out to me and said, you know, I'd really love to have you out here. And that County came together and their boosters came together and got these funds to fly me out to Missouri, spend an entire day at their high school. And they had uh, recording cameras to record me and send that out to other high schools across Missouri. Um, but I also spoke at their banquet as well. And the people that you meet traveling like this, they're so kind and I, I couldn't have imagined anything better with that. So Missouri, that trip was phenomenal. I was able to speak about agriculture and why they should be the future of agriculture, why they should support that, and then why agriculture is so much more than cows, sows, and plows. We talk about that all the time. It's one of my favorite things. Um, so that was one of the big ones. Uh, I think being able to to sit on, on a snap-on truck ride for two days in a row, that was phenomenal. I worked with Jimmy Cameron on that, yeah. and we traveled through Berkeley and Jefferson County, and I was able to work specifically with the people who are constantly getting their hands dirty, whether that's a mechanic or whether that is a farmer. Did
2: they let you do anything? Um,
6: I was able to talk to everybody. I was able to sit in the front seat. <laughs> they didn't seat. let you like actually. No no. no, no, I probably would have wrecked it. So let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that. Well, um,
1: you also uh, made a TV appearance, too, with a friend yes. of the program, Curtis Fleming, Fleming with Fly Rod Chronicles. How was that?
6: Oh, amazing. That kind of came out of nowhere, too. Um, I met somebody at the Capitol building during Ag Day, and she was like, well, my son works for him. Why don't you just, <laughs> you know, slide on down there? Sure thing. So before you know it, I was on the Discovery Channel, mm-hmm. and I was fly fishing in Cabins, West Virginia, at Harmon's Cabins. What beautiful down there. Oh, stunning. Absolutely stunning. I caught the first fish of the day three more, the last fish of the day and the biggest fish of the day. So wow. I'm very excited that that's my first time fly fishing. <laughs> Are you so a little competitive? Just maybe? a touch, okay. uh, I'm, I'm struggling trying to figure out what to do next and how to get that competitive edge out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm gonna jump into discussion meets with the West Virginia Farm yeah. Bureau. They've been a huge supporter of my year and will eventually, secret time, uh, be a partnership with the Miss West Virginia organization. Wow. So There's you'll find cool. out more about that partnership during Miss West Virginia Week, June 24th. Um, So that's going to be a big announcement. I can't go into any more detail as much as I would love to, but um, so I'm going to try to work with them as much as possible. Mm -hmm. I'll continue my advocacy work, even when the crown is off my head, um, through the Farm Bureau, through the Young Farmers and Ranchers Committee, and through the Ag Action Network.
2: You know, as Jordan was saying, if you follow your social media and some of the more accessible to those of us who are middle age, you know, (laughs) but you can see these great pictures of you in these amazing ball gowns but then there you are in that creek yes ma'am right Yes, and these ma'am. waiters just <laughs> looking as adorable as as you are in the, in the crown it's just been such a visually amazing year, too. Thank
6: you. And a huge part of my year has been embracing all sides of yourself. Whether that's being a farm girl and a pageant girl, or an athlete and a musician—you name it. As long as you're promoting all sides of yourself and not hiding any part of that, mm-hmm. you're doing a great thing for yourself.
1: So when you look back on the year and you think, you know, all the reception you've gotten, especially from the state of West Virginia—I mean, my goodness—you've heard, uh, you know, senators and you know elected officials, Shelley Moore Capito talking about you. I mean, all kinds of different people. You're meeting the governor you look back at the reception you got and how much of an impact you've made, especially with, I think, agriculture in the state of West Virginia, I mean, how does that make you feel? Did you think you were going to make that kind of an impact?
6: I'm, I'm getting goosebumps. Um, when I first started all of this, my mom and I would look at each other and say, just imagine, just imagine if you would, you know, potentially win Miss West Virginia and be able to travel and do all these great things. Just imagine. And we would look at each other and roll our eyes and then, you know, ha, 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 this is funny. And then last year we looked at each other and we're like, just imagine if this happened. And it's kind of crazy because the year that I won was the year of Just Imagine. Like, that was the theme for the competition, and I won. And I never in a million years thought that this would be the impact that I would be able to make. I never thought that I'd be able to travel as much as I have and make these amazing connections, but that's what the crown does for you.
2: So this did not happen in a vacuum. You've had an amazing uh, support system behind you, your family, your family. Uh, definitely, they they followed you to the Miss America oh pageant, gosh. and we're posting on the South Berkeley page. It was <laughs> delightful uh, to see all of that, and they're helping you with some continued fundraising. Yes, so we have a
6: huge fundraiser coming up. You know, none of this is free. Um, And a lot of this is very difficult to come by. Some appearances are paid for, but um, we have had to incur a lot of expenses throughout the year in order to make that impact happen. So on June 11th, we're having a massive fundraiser. It's a cash bonanza or cash bash, and we're giving away a little over $8,000 in cash and prizes Tickets are $25 each, and that's at the South Berkeley Volunteer Fire Department in Inwood, West Virginia. Bringing it back home. Absolutely. Of course. And where
1: can people find information on that?
6: Hop on my Facebook page or my Instagram page. Uh, The link is right there. Click a ticket. Or you can even look up Cash Elimination Dinner. And my face will pop up, so just click <laughs> on my face. You really? Know? You're the yeah. face of the cash <laughs> no elimination <we> dinner.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we've had a lot of uh, the different ladies that are going to be competing in this year's Miss West Virginia pageant. And, um, you know, it's a big week. For you, I mean, it's a big week for different reasons, but, you know, right. I'm sure the nerves aren't nearly like they were a year ago this week. So for them, it's probably around that. Same kind of level. So you said you've been listening. You've been tuning in. How do you think about this class of girls that are coming through to potentially be Miss West Virginia?
6: I am so excited for this class. I tell them all the time, and they're probably so tired of hearing me say this, but I am so proud of them. It's like this year they've all stepped up and, you know, I, I tell them all the time to do my job anyway. Whether you have the crown and the sash do the job of Miss West Virginia, do the job of Miss America, because each of them have the ability to make that happen. And each of them have something beautiful and unique to bring to the Miss West Virginia table. And I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that one of them is gonna take this over and do something incredible with it.
1: Mm. Are you ready to not be Miss West Virginia Uh, anymore? That makes
6: it so sad to say. I mean, I love my job. I love what I get to do. I love being able to travel. But in the same breath, I want another woman to experience this year, too. I wish I could share this with each, with each and every one of them, but right. I don't know if I can. Well, you know, I'm sorry.
1: Well, I was going to say, and you got other things you got to take care of, too. You're heading up the road to West Virginia. Now, you were going to Texas A&M. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. I know. But now, I mean, it looks like you got recruited. Maybe they threw you a little NIL money. Who knows? Anymore. <laughs> really? Uh, you never know. I Maybe mean, you don't know who's getting paid nowadays. But uh, you're going to West Virginia now.
6: Yeah, so that's kind of a crazy turn of events. You'll you'll never believe what can happen in a year. Um, In this past February, I found out that the advisor that I specifically sought out at Texas Tech quit her job at Texas Tech. And went to industry, which is fine. You know, that happens all the time. Good for her. That's really exciting. But she left me with somebody who works with wildlife and raccoons. And that's, Mm. you know, I'm an agricultural scientist. So ag research is definitely different than wildlife research. And I called my advisor and I was like, what do I do? And he's like, just come back. Come back home. So I'll actually spend the next three years working with broiler chickens and working in a feed mill to continue my my PhD and eventually become Dr. Elizabeth Lynch. Mm. So three more years and a lot of advocacy work under my belt. And- I'll be able to make it happen.
2: Very so are cool. you allowed to wear your crown around campus? Oh,
6: no. Around well, no. Do You no. keep it, right? I get to keep it. I'm yeah. um, keeping the sash for sure. I actually had Kate Flannery and Sean Austin sign my sash. Oh, wow. so oh from exciting. the so, apple yeah. blossom. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm keeping my sash and crown, that's awesome. um, but the new girl gets her own. Uh, but once I give up my title, I'm no longer allowed to wear it. I can bring it around with me everywhere.
2: So maybe I'll just, you know, hold it out there yeah. when I'm walking you around campus You, wear, or you can't wear your sash to the first day of classes and just flex? I <laughs> wish. I wish. Come I'm on. actually going to
6: be a TA this fall too so i'm teaching four courses of biology lab um so i think those students would lose their mind they're they're freshmen so but let's i'll just maybe bring it with me and lay it across the table there or something
1: go. just a little of that intimidation factor you know i know you got a little bit budget you. but you again, don't want to speaking... get failed
2: by miss west
1: virginia no. oh, uh-uh. but we're speaking with miss west virginia elizabeth lynch uh again miss west virginia pageant coming up here in just a few short weeks june 24th now one of the big moments for you that day is gonna be the and now forgive me for not knowing what it's actually called in the, the run of things, but it's kind of a immemorium, if you will, for you in your last year, right? It's my, gonna my farewell speech. Your farewell speech. So oh. are you are you prepared? Have you prepared yourself for the video and the montage and then talking about it? It's done.
6: So I finished it at three AM on Monday morning. <laughs> um so it's done. And every time I watch it I cry. Oh, but you know, man. it's I have to just not look at it or something, but I'm pretty excited for people to see it. It's going to be really good. It's going to be really good.
1: Well, we'll be out there at speaking with, of course, the newly crowned, uh, miss West Virginia on June 24th. But I think I can speak for Marsha in saying that you've made the, not just the panhandle, but the entire state of West Virginia proud in the last year. It's been It's been incredible to see the growth from, and I didn't have enough time to do it, but I was going to take a portion of your first interview you had with us a year (laughs) ago and then plan for it just to, you know, see that transition, that growth. But my goodness, you've made such an impact with agriculture, again, not just here, but in the state. So thank you for all you've done in the last year.
6: Well, thank you. I really do appreciate that. And thank you for what you've done for the Miss West Virginia class of 2023 and me as well. You know, this is a huge opportunity for us to practice our interview skills, but also get our community service initiative out there as much as we can. And you guys have been a huge supporter of us and been able to provide that opportunity for us. Thank you you very much. I'll
1: give you one last chance to uh, talk about your community service initiative
6: yes my community service is growing up growing ag advocating for american agriculture where i try to promote our american farmers and allow them to share their stories as much as possible get people to thank a farmer and remind people that our farmers markets are right down the road please try to shop local as much as you can
1: absolutely well miss west virginia elizabeth lynch thank you for coming in this morning
6: thank you so very
1: much absolutely and stick around we'll come back to wrap things up after this on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network
0: Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads, Tyron Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you've staying the show so far, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. We just spoke with Miss West Virginia Elizabeth Lynch. How great is she? It's her uh, victory lap, if you will, as being Miss West Virginia. Of course, June 24th at Airborne Event Center here in Martinsburg is when this uh, this year's Miss West Virginia pageant and the new Miss West Virginia will be crowned. But she's so great to talk to. It's incredible, like we said, to see their Progression and growth in just one year is uh, something very special. So if you missed that conversation with her, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. But, Marsha, to wrap things up, we got yet another very important guest that's also somewhat on a victory lap.
2: Yeah, absolutely. His retirement tour, I guess you would call it. Martinsburg Police Chief George Swartwood has announced he is retiring after 39 years Mm. of service. Welcome in, sir.
4: Oh,
7: Marsha Jordan, thank you so like you very round much. Round Good oh, morning. Yeah. Oh, that's,
2: <laughs> that's not even you enough. All, yeah. hey, you have
7: all one. are way too kind, but thank you so much.
2: <laughs> you should have one of the donuts that Miss West Virginia left I saw for all us. Isn't in,
7: in she just awesome? She's, she's the most <laughs> nicest person I've ever met. I mean, she's always so nice and pleasant. Kudos to her and all the very best you wow. know
2: it's interesting he's here to talk about you know his career and all of that but he brought a recruitment poster oh, of, of
1: course, course. okay <laughs> the job's not done yet on no. brand job's not done yet
7: and you're right it's never it's never done but it's <laughs> it's been it's been uh, the job of, uh, i believe i was meant to do yeah uh, i've loved this career i love i love martinsburg i love this area i love this town And uh, my police department, I absolutely love, you know, Martinsburg PD. It's been my home, you know, for 39 years. And when I came on, my brother was here before me. He was a lieutenant. They put me on his shift a couple times and I went, Oh Lord, mom, mom, I love you, but why Ricky's shift? But, uh, he, he taught me a lot too yeah. as well, but I've got the best police department in the world. I've got the best people and I, I can't say enough good things about my department and my people.
1: Well, before we get to that, let's talk about the recruitment. Uh, you're looking to strengthen the force a little bit. What's going on over there? We
7: always are. We're always hiring and we're always looking uh, for good men and women to apply and, uh, it, it it's a rewarding profession and career. Uh, there's so many things that we've done as a team that we looked at when we were trying to better ourselves as well. The pay's higher than it's ever been in my 39 years. We it's a it's a 525, but when you come from the academy with all the benefits hmm. now. That's pretty exceptional in this area. It truly is. So it starts at 52.5. Uh, when you come back from the academy, everything's paid for. The car, your uniform, your firearm, everything, you know, is paid. And the best benefits, and the city's always has the best health insurance, the best health care, the best benefits anywhere package out there. And Monies that you put into a pension that you can draw, that I'm drawing now. So that's good (laughs) stuff. So I can't say enough good things about it. But the best attribute in the world is my men and women that are on the police department. I've got the most outstanding police officers out there. And I can't say enough good things about the city itself. Uh, Mayor Knowles was so uh, kind to me in parting letter when I was leaving. Uh, It was truly humbling. Some of the things he said was truly humbling uh so best of luck kevin uh mayor when you're running in the next in the election coming up mm-hmm. best of luck to you as always and the city manager i got a great boss mark baldwin and i've seen several city managers he's the best that i've seen and i truly mean that i i really enjoyed working with him and for him very much mark's been top notch and mark spickler our <laughs> finance officer just keeps it all straight and keeps yeah. it all running and helps all the time uh, with us and we now have, you know, Andy Blake, a new assistant city manager that does a great job for us, uh, too. And uh, Steve, Steve McBride, the new HR director. So the city's going in a lot of positive yep. directions, a lot of positive uh, avenues. But the biggest thing is our police department is is tremendous. It truly is. If I can, sure. I talk about my people and I talk about uh, my department. First thing, you know, we have we have the most cutting edge, beautiful building ever. And I was. I like to say I got, I got to play a humble part in that. You know, when they told me, and Mr. Baldwin said, "You're going to be in charge of designing the building,
2: with, and with no debt, right, too." Right,
7: right. It's absolutely, uh, you know, no high price uh, loan, no high price levies. It was paid for. The city realized they needed to do this and save for it forever, and they were able to pay it off when it opened up. That's turnkey. I mean, nobody, no other municipality in the state could have done that. And it's just, it's cutting edge. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And we still have room to grow mm-hmm. in it. So, and it's very nice, but we never wanted to leave downtown. We wanted to always be a part of main street and to keep main street safe, but to also let them know that we're like a corner store. We're here the whole time, you know, we're right here. So that's always good. I never want to I want this town to prosper. I want everyone to have a bright future, businesses come to it, but I never want to lose that small-town charm. That's that's what makes Martinsburg Martinsburg. And that's how we feel, but I got the I got the best people. I mean, I got the best brand-new SRT, everything for the SRT, our special response teams. Uh, Lieutenant Polinick, he heads that up with patrolman uh, Everhart, the second-in-command, and they're the best, in the best in the tri-state as far as I'm concerned. They are the best special response team out there. I got the best lieutenants, uh, Lieutenant Polinek, Lieutenant Allball, Lieutenant Garcia, Lieutenant Darby. I got the best lieutenants out there as well. And they were always helping patrol because patrol is the backbone of everything. And we've done some really good improvements uh, looking back on things. When I first came on, the first thing we did is we got three brand new canine dogs. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, we bought that out of the drug forfeiture fund. Didn't cost taxpayers any money. We used drug forfeited money for the dogs. So we got three canine officers that are tremendous. The school resource officer, that's Shane. The downtown officer is Bill Parks. He recently retired Mm -hmm. here last month, and he was an institution down there. My civilian staff, oh, my Lord, they're tremendous. I mean, they are. Uh, Miss Tanya, Miss Jennifer, Erica, my executive secretary, just keeps me straight and uh, keeps everything running. And and I can't say enough good things also because we dispatch our own people. Mm -hmm. All our dispatchers, you know, uh, they're all up front of the building. That was one of the things they wanted when uh, we were designing the building. Tracy, Misty, all of them, they're just great dispatchers. So we're very blessed we're very fortunate. And I'm not going to leave out my deputy chief, Aaron Gibbons. Uh, What a standout. I mean, Great guy, great officer, and he does a great job and has always been there to help me and support me. Because I know it, it's hard to believe, but sometimes my IT skills are not at the epitome <laughs> of the game. And uh, he helps me with that, but he does so much more, too, and, and he, he's a great officer. I but, think
2: that can be forgiven, because obviously, 39 years, you're a cop's cop. You know, I appreciate that. And, and you're very so, kind. Putting that uniform on and that badge every day has become increasingly more dangerous. You have a, a black mourning band on your on your badge. Yeah. We, West Virginia lost two law enforcement officers.
7: They they did, and uh, you know lo- losing uh, that that state trooper sergeant Maynard. I mean that that's so tragic. And he was up here for a while. He was stationed here uh, and did a lot of things with our department. He backed our guys up on calls. So that's so tragic. And then I come to find out. I believe for a short time, he and his wife may have been living in my subdivision, actually, that someone put out on Facebook, too. So my heart and prayers go out for him and his family, and my heart and prayer goes out for the state police themselves as an organization. What a tragic loss. So it's part of this job. You always know it, and you always know it can happen at any time. But when it happens, it still hurts, and it still cuts so deeply. And you grow so close to everybody. It's a family. And I've always believed our department is a family. These officers are family to me. You know, my civilian people are family to me. And I care the world for them. But when that that kind of tragedy happens, it hits home. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very cutting that it happened. So I wish them well. I wish them by the grace of our good Lord that they heal and uh, they were able to move on, which they will, which they will. But... It was tragic, and we sent several officers down to the funeral uh, down there as well, and they, they made it back all safe and sound too, so I'm glad of that. But the one thing I got to shout out to you, hey, anyone who knows me, I talk about my people. I mean, that's that's what is the police department. It's always been a team. It's always been we move moved forward as a team. But uh, my detectives, I got the best detectives out there. I mean, by far, uh, Sergeant Luciano, uh, Bill Staub, and Nashawn Cook, I was able you know, promote Nashawn up from patrol mm-hmm. to detect. They do a tremendous job. And Jared Luciano, who runs the Detector's Board, is one of my closest employees that I have, that I care the world about. And he does such a tremendous job. It's so polite and such a good job. And the task force. I can't say enough good things about the Eastern Panhandle Drug and Violent Crime Task Force. We have two people out there, Matt and Derek, so very dear to my heart for the work that they do. And... They've talked to me and reached out to me in friendship a lot uh, mm-hmm. last couple of weeks, so I've really enjoyed that and for Sergeant Dean Olack of the West Virginia State Police, yes, I <laughs> still say police. Uh, what a tremendous man and right. uh, what a tremendous job. and Captain Burnett and the State Police here, Uniform Division have been so good to me and Eric's been such a close friend as well. And I got to give a shout out uh, to Jeff Caesar of the FBI. Uh, he's been like a brother. I mean, uh, he, we've called, we've talked, we've gone places. He introduced he introduced me to, with uh, i I've met the I'm a loss for words here. But what's the head of the the director? Yeah, he, yep. he introduced me to a meeting with the director and stuff wow. at the FBI. So that's good stuff. I mean, that's something that you don't normally get to do and actually sit down and talk to him. So I've talked to. I've had the great pleasure of talking to uh, a few uh, directors as well. And uh, that's kind of that's kind of a privilege to me to be able, you know, from, say, a small town mm-hmm. and to go down and be able to sit and talk to the director of the FBI. So that that was a great, great opportunity. But Jeff's, Jeff's just the top and top of the agency, put I on mean, the FBI. Good people, all right. of them good people with that task force.
1: Yeah, we're speaking with Martinsburg Police Chief George Forward. Going to go a little bit uh, over our lot of time here, but I did want to ask you one more time. You think back. 39 years ago, right, to that young, you know, cop coming into the station for the first time, right? Uh, do you think, or what, I don't know how to necessarily answer Did that. Did you, but see when this you coming? think Yeah, when you think 39 years ago, I mean, yeah, what do you think that young officer would think now?
7: Oh, my Lord, uh, looking back on that, I, I knew I wanted it. It was for me. I loved coming on. I loved the job. And uh, I always, and it's not It's not a corny thing, but you knew in your heart you had the potential to do good and and to help people and to make a difference, to truly make a difference, you know, to bring calm back from chaos, you know, to solve some cases, to get somebody who's really bent and bad from hurting other people. So that was the role. I mean, that was the role, and I loved it. And when I had the chance to do it uh, as a patrolman, I loved it. When I had a chance to do it as a detective, I loved it even more. But moving up in rank and then finally having the honor and privilege of being chief, that's tremendous for me and i've loved every minute of it would i recommend it to somebody that wants the most rewarding profession you could ever have <clears throat> i told you i wasn't going to do this <laughs> i wasn't going to do this yes i would i would recommend it to somebody and i'm <clears throat> choking back a little bit of tears uh it's been my life it's been everything that i've wanted it to be and i've had the absolute best people to work with to so call family on both the police side And the city administration. Uh, All the city administration could never be any better than me. We got the greatest town in the country, as far as I'm concerned, if not the world. And I've got the best police department anywhere.
1: Well, sir, thank you for everything that you've done in these thirty-nine years for the uh, city and the town of Martinsburg. I mean, you've made an everlasting impact in more ways than one. So, thank you for taking a little time and being able to come in and share with us. You know, be as transparent as you have been with us over the last uh, two years that I've been here. So, thank you for everything, sir. And don't be a stranger while you're out about That's doing. Got a good radio voice. Yeah. I will
7: not. I'm, I'm going to be in the area, and there's some things I'm looking at. But the biggest thing that I want to do is I want to spend time with my wife, Lisa. There you go. And I gotta spend time with my daughter Bethany. I'm gonna kidnap Aww. her if I got to. Aww. That's one thing you do Yeah, that's one thing you do miss. Yeah, that's yeah, you do the miss. So that, that's in the immediate future. So Aww. it's all good. It's all good. Well, sir, thank, thank you, you all.
1: Say thank you again for taking a little time to share that with us, and uh, you know all the times uh, past as well. You will certainly be missed by everybody here in Martinsburg. But for Marcia, I'm Jordan. That'll do it for us on Panhandle Live today. Hoppy is next. Have a good one. Happy trails to you, sir. Amen. Yay. God Have bless. Truly. See you tomorrow. <laughs>
7: keep smiling until then who cares about the clouds if we're together just sing a song
0: and bring WEPM martinsburg and wcst berkeley springs a wvrc media station we're proud to live here too